Well, hello, my dears. So glad to have you back listening to this episode. Today's topic is like a hidden gem. I've come across many entrepreneurs who tend to complain how busy they are and, you know, that they don't have time and that they wish they had more time. And when they say all these things they are doing, obviously they're going to focus on what really matters in order to generate, you know, more leads and more sales. But why are they so busy? They are probably multitasking all the different jobs in their business. They are the finance person, the designer, the admin, the social media person. So today I want to talk to you and give you a chronological list of hires that you can learn how to delegate and free sometimes. So let's hit it. Hey, I'm Veronica DiPolo. You are about to experience the new way to become the visible entrepreneur, to thrive in your business and in your life and standing up for what you want to create. A few years ago, I went from an overworked corporate girl organizing events to building an online business from home. After many failed attempts and many lessons learned, I understood what are the perfect ingredients to go from invisible entrepreneur to the visible entrepreneur I am today. And with the help of my Branding Momentum podcast, you'll discover what mindset shifts you have to take to have the visible mindset build the unique messaging to communicate with your potential audience. Get ready because here is where we say no to outdated society norms and we say yes to change. Welcome to the Branding Momentum Podcast. Well, as you already know, your time is valuable, right? We all get the same amount of hours in a day. And when you're starting a new business, learning to delegate is a key if you want to grow your business. So inside your work, there's so many responsibilities and tasks that consumes what we do. Although you may know me as a marketing and business strategist, this is actually one of the services that I provide to my more seasoned private clients, which is to help them be better business owners and have an organized business. So I created a fun and easy guide on how to post a job for the perfect freelancer or contractor. So you can use this job post as templates and make them your own. So be sure that you've checked the description when you're listening to this episode and follow along if you want to. Or if you're driving, just wait until you, you know, where you're safe at home. Plus, I'll be giving you useful tips on what their specific tasks should be, at least in my business, okay? And the skills that they should have and what type of questions you should be asking when they are submitting their CV. So if you're listening to this episode with your freebie in hand, it's much better so that you can follow along. Like I said, if you're feeling a little bit curious and you want to know a little bit more, then I suggest you go and download the guide called outsource your business so that you can focus on what really matters. Okay. And you can simply go to my website and look for freebie library, and then you can sign up there and access to the guides and to so many other guides, of course. So 
I know it's not easy when you're starting a new business to ask for help. But I tell you, if you want to be sane, mentally sane, and get things done, you need to find a way to learn how to delegate your work. So this is the chronological order of who you should hire first. So first is your virtual assistant. Two is your designer. Three is your editor or video editor, audio podcast. Four is your social media person. Five is your copywriter. Six is your online business manager. And seven is a business integrator. So let's continue and let me dissect a little bit. I'm not going to go so deep because you'll have the guide. I'm giving you everything there with templates that you can actually copy paste what is written there and you can post these jobs right now. Okay. So the number one is a virtual assistant. And why do I start with a virtual assistant? Because they're really the ones that will take the little things that you're doing in your business, like emails and organizing your drives. And, you know, they could know a little bit about designing and help you with admin work and also on social media. I hired my first VA on Upwork.com. And I will say I like it very much because Upwork, they do like a little vetting process before people, uh, you know, apply to the platform. So that job, I don't have to do it. So they only accept certain kind of people for certain jobs. Uh, Of course, you can always find bad people everywhere, but at least they do some sort of vetting process. And I really like it. We're not being sponsored by them, by the way. (laughs) So when it comes to my first VA, I want to give you just a little advice here, okay? I made the mistake of hiring my first VA and I gave her so much to do. I gave her so much that I actually overloaded her with work. And she was like my finance, my designer. She was my social media person. She was doing everything everything for me. And the truth is that you should hire a VA to take that workload, not to do everything. She wasn't all the things that I mentioned. So she wasn't a designer. She wasn't a social media person, you know, but, and I think at the end of the day, what happened was that she got burned. Actually, she got burned with so much work. So I actually don't want that to happen to you, to you find a VA and overwork them with work. If they have certain skills that are better, try and use those certain skills. I actually would suggest that it would be better if you take a second VA and, you know, find them and divide the work. Now, if you're following the guide, I will not go in detail what all the skills that they need to have or all the qualifications. So be sure that you're reading and following along inside the guide. So number two is to hire a designer. So after you have maybe someone like a VA helping you with, you know, all the admin tasks, then I would actually suggest to get a designer. Why do I want to to get a designer because we are right now on social media. We have so many posts and stories and things that we want to post and videos. You know, you want to be putting your brand out there or I hope 
that you are posting uh, and doing all that that I've been saying for all these years. But what I don't want you to do is to confuse a social media designer with a website designer. They are completely different people. It, this designer that I'm telling you is the person that will create your social media posts, your stories. They will be able to make your slides if you have presentations. They should be able to curate your branding so it looks nice and clean with all your colors and your fun. So they also could design as well your videos, which obviously you can do them in Canva, of course. Now, you may know this or not about me, but at some point in my life, I manage over 250 websites and I manage designers. But the type of designer that you want for your social media doesn't need to know, you know, like Photoshop, right? Nothing fancy. What's most important is that they have good taste. And what I mean about good taste, and I know this is like a subjective kind of word that I'm throwing out here, but you should like the way they design. When you see their design portfolio, I want you to actually see if you like it, if you like what you see, or if you, you feel connected to the way that they're putting the words and creating contrast and how do the way that they position certain words with images, that is extremely more important when it comes to design, okay? So always ask for previous work. If you already like them, they can work for you. Don't settle for the first designer because of what they're, you know, they're charging you. Maybe they're charging you very little and you want to be able to spend less time deciding fonts and colors because you want to be able to trust their judgment and design style. You will never be able to change the designer style. They can try, but they usually have a very particular way or aesthetic that it's already in them. So they will always design like that. So don't try to change your designer, okay? So number three is hire an editor, whether it is an audio editor or a video editor. And this is if you are doing like, I don't know, like podcasting or you're doing YouTube, I will say in my case, my editor came in second place because when I first started, I needed that. I believe that if you are getting into podcasting or video creation like YouTube videos, your second choice should be the editor after your VA. But because I know many of you may not be, you know, doing podcasting or video, that is why I put the designer in second place because it is as time consuming as an editor. And I remember when I first recorded my first video, I saw myself editing for almost two straight days. And that is when I realized that I actually needed help because I hated every minute of doing that. I was getting so frustrated to the point of tears. I wanted to do so many things to the video that it was like a never ending story with my editing. So if you see yourself editing and getting nowhere and you maybe are had to do other things in your business, editing should be the first thing that you should hire right away. And I must say, it is a task that is pretty easy to find and 
cheap. And you can find editors in Asia for very little money. And I know a lot of entrepreneurs, like big ones, that they have editors in Asia or in Latin America for very little money. And they actually do a great job. And my editor, he's from Argentina. Hola, Cristian. <laughs> he is the best. So, of course, my audios and my videos are not so elaborate so he gives me what I need. You have to find the kind of editor that you want your videos and your audios to be. I'm not a fussy kind of person when it comes to my audio and my videos. I don't have like super weird effect or things like that. I don't. And I don't require a team in place. So be sure to have all those things in mind. Okay. So number four is social media. And this is a tricky one, a very tricky one, because you could give this job to IVA, but in the long run, it won't work because you want your VA to really complete the tasks you have. You don't want them to be distracted doing social media. They could be, for example, invoicing <laughs> your clients, you know, so the VA work, you have to keep it as a whole, maybe at the beginning to, you know, take away the overload. But in the long run, you will need a social media person. Now, I will confess that being a social media person is tricky because a lot of people say they know about social media. There is a huge difference between using social media for personal use and then really knowing what each platform requires you to do and how it works. So no matter what it is, it's not enough for them to know how to post. They need to know how the algorithm works. If we talk about Instagram, they should really understand the hashtags, not simply using them randomly, no, or the stories, they should have a strategy as well. So for example, on LinkedIn, they should know what is the hashtag strategy there, because they do have a strategy there, okay? Or how can you increase your engagement by commenting on other people's articles and posts? Or Pinterest is another beast. You know, what type of pin ideas you should post or which boards they should share the content, what's catchy or what is not catchy. So your social media person should know all these things because what you don't want is to hire someone that simply posts. They should have at least the basics of from each platform, like each platform has a limit. If you write like on Pinterest, you can only have like 250 characters. They should already come with that information, not you teaching them. So also your, your social media person should know what type of copy should work on each platform, which brings me to number five, which is your copywriter. So if your VA and social media person are not very good at copywriting, then I suggest you get someone to help you. So to me, this is one of the trickiest jobs to do because it is not easy to write like you or business or like you. Okay. 
But what I've learned over the year is that your copywriter needs to understand who you are as a person. You need to have regular meetings with them. You know, at the beginning, especially at the beginning when they're starting, they should live and breathe your brand and your business and what you do and understand your point of view. It's so easy to write but it's not easy to communicate what you want because you are the expert of your business. And when you hire a copywriter, it's so important where they have worked before, what type of business they're coming from, because they could be very technical for your audience. So you need to understand and they need to understand very well what your business messaging is. What is your brand message? So I always say a good copywriter is the one that gives feedback, but also has the ability to quickly adapt to what the brand needs. Because in the end, they are the voice of your business and you should have a hand always in what goes out. Even if they write all the content in the world, that content needs to have your personal touch, your expertise, your know-how. I know so many business that hire, you know, copywriters and let them, you know, they let them dictate what their business message is all about because they don't have the time to check the work. And if you're going to hire a social media person or a copywriter to write about your business, your hand needs to be there or better yet, your brain and your know-how needs to be reflected. So be sure that when you hire a copywriter, you don't let them lose and write. If you like what you read, of course, yes. But if it's not you, you have to be there. You have to be hands-on, okay? Which now takes me to number six, which is an OBM. An OBM is an online business manager or a project manager, whatever you want to call it. I call them OBMs, okay? Some people may think of this like a fancier word for a virtual assistant, you know, a VA. And when in fact, um, they actually are a little bit ranked up, if you ask me. So your OBM or project manager is a person that plans, organizes your team, delegates, and manages them on your behalf. They are responsible that your projects are done on time. Maybe right now you may not need one, but the moment you begin to grow in your business, having an OBM or a project manager can actually really alleviate a lot of the workload. They actually have more responsibilities, but also they are able to manage certain clients as well. So in the guide, you'll see how I present you the job post in a fun and different way because you want to be sure that they understand what you want from them and they feel identified with your job. So the last one that I want to share, and maybe many of you do not know this job position, is number seven, the business integrator. So let me explain a little bit what this job position a little bit is all about. So the integrator is the person that makes your dreams come true. Okay. 
So in the online world or in business, especially if you're providing services, okay, there are actually two main characters in a business, right? In the old days, people would call them the general manager and the operations manager. I call them the old days because I feel it's a bit outdated. But if you're in the corporate world, that works for you. In the online business world, we are different. <laughs> so today in the online world, these two have their respective titles. And let me explain you a little bit how we call them. So usually the business owner is the visionary because they know how and where they want to take the business, right? They have the vision of the business and you can call them maybe the dreamers of the business or the creatives of the business. And when you are a creative person or the visionary, it's hard to be the integrator because their natural nature is to be visionaries, right? So the integrator, what it does is that they organize and they put in place the structure of the business for the visionary. So they manage, they delegate, they create the strategy of what needs to happen. They set deadlines and it's really hands-on with a day-to-day business, okay? So they, they're the ones that manage the business. You can say that they have the pulse of the business. They could be more operational, but some operational managers sometimes are too involved in little tasks within the business that they, you know, could lose what an integrator could be because some operational people can be project managers, not have the ability to foresee other aspects of the business because they're too buried in tasks that they shouldn't be. So so what I like about this position of the integrator is that this position could be a business partner that you probably have. I swear, if I had to do it all over again, I would have started my business with an integrator and me. And I would have added people that would do the tasks that we need, you know, to do in the business. So to me, the integrator of a business is as important as the visionary. And you can hire them. Actually, you can hire them. I guess you could hire them through Upwork, but... I would suggest trying to find a headhunter agency. I feel this position needs to live and breathe the business as much as you. So this could actually be a colleague, a friend, close friend, but you have different things to do in the business. Okay, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode because I actually love talking about this, to be honest, and uh, you have enjoyed it. And don't forget to download your guide right now below here in the description and go through the website or, you know, go to the freebie library and download it there. Okay, and remember, there's always the job positions that I put them as templates and you can use them and make them your own for what you are looking for okay trying to make your life work smart and not hard okay take care guys see you next week bye bye